All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win 3-2 to two on Monday night in Toronto to extend their winning streak to 10 straight games. They've won 12 out of 13. They have just been as hot as you can be. The longest winning streak in baseball this season. They are alone atop the AL East. They are alone atop the American League. They are alone atop all of baseball. Best record in baseball right now. It's been a long time since the Yankees have been able to boast uh, that accomplishment. And going into the series, you knew it would be a tough series. You knew they'd have their best chance to win in games one and three, uh, with game one going against Ross Stripling. Game three, they'll be going against UC Kikuchi. And in the middle, sandwiched between those two, would be Alec Manoa, who they'll see tonight, uh, which would be the hardest game. And, and that's why Monday night's game was so important. It was so important to go to Toronto, set a tone, not lose the first game, not be staring at Manoa down 0-1, possibly losing a series to the Blue Jays here, but to go out, to have a good night, to beat up on Stripling, to beat up on the Blue Jays' bullpen, and to get a win. And they, they didn't really do either of those things. They didn't beat up on Stripling, just scored twice against him. They did beat up on Yimmy Garcia, who they eventually won the game against uh, in the ninth, but they didn't have the type of offensive performance you've seen from the Yankees of late, and that's to be expected because the Blue Jays' pitching is better than the teams they've seen of late. The Blue Jays are much better than the Orioles and the Tigers and the Guardians and the Royals. They're the preseason favorite to win the American League, and they play like it. Now, granted, their run differential's at zero now, so they've certainly outplayed their expected win-loss record. That happens. The Yankees have outplayed theirs by a game, but still at 17-6, and six, they should have an even bigger lead in the AL East than they do. But hey, any lead right now is good, it's important, and it's really good to see the Yankees not just beat up on the bad teams, but play good against everyone. And they've done so. 2-1 against Boston, and now 4-3 and three against Toronto, 4-2 and two against Baltimore, 2-1 and one against Detroit, 3-0 and oh against Cleveland, 3-0 and oh against the Royals. I think that's everyone. Yeah, I think that's everyone. So... Winning records against everyone. <laughs> and when you do that, you get to 17-6. and six. And on Monday night, Jordan Montgomery going against the Blue Jays' offense, it's not a matchup I have confidence in. I mean, I still like the Yankees' chances. They're the Yankees. I think they're just you know, as good as the Blue Jays, in, in, and we'll, sh- we'll see that over the course of 162. Um, certainly better than them right now. That's why I wagered on that, but I didn't feel confident in it because Jordan Montgomery is the type of pitcher, you know, lefty going against right-handed heavy lineup especially with the first three there with Springer, Bichette, and Guerrero, the type of guy you see him two, three times, you're going to get to him. He, he doesn't have the overpowering stuff that you typically need to beat this Blue Jays team. His goal is to keep you off balance, to produce soft contact. And he spoke after the game that he thought he had the best stuff he's had in a long time. And maybe personally he felt that way. I think he certainly had better performances Um going five innings, seeing a batter in the six, six hits, two runs, uh, both earned, no walks, five Ks. It's a strong performance. It's it's strong against this Blue Jays team. Uh, it's as good as I could have expected from him against this lineup, and not having their complete lineup with Teoscar Hernandez out certainly helps. But that's a good Jordan Montgomery performance against this Blue Jays team. That's as good as you can ask for, because when you have this bullpen, you don't need anything more than 15 outs. 15 outs and handed to the bullpen with a lead is going to get you a win most times, nearly every time with this Yankees bullpen. That's how good it is. And that's what Montgomery did. He staked the 2-0 lead with Glaber Torres' two-run home run in the fourth, and I crushed Torres. I've crushed him all season. I crushed him last year. I gave him a pass in 2020. It was a weird year, shortened season. 
2021, he was abysmal. The beginning of this year, he was abysmal. Um, I think that the Yankees forcing him into the lineup is a mistake. It's it's work to this point, but I think over the long haul, it'll be a mistake. And yeah, I crush him all the time. I crushed him on Twitter leading up to his two-run home run, and certainly everyone who saw the tweets gave it back to me, and that's fine. But that doesn't one at bat doesn't erase who he's been now since the end of 2019. And this game on Monday night was his best game since game one of the 2019 ALCS. That's not being sarcastic. I'm not exaggerating. He's been bad pretty much since that game. And on Monday night, he single-handedly carried the Yankees to a win, uh, drove in all three runs, had the big home run. Uh, he was outstanding. Yeah, he was. And when you are given everyday opportunities, eventually you'll have a game like this. It won't surprise me if Kyle Gashioka at some point hits a three-run home run in a big spot for the Yankees um, and gives them a lead. Well, maybe not a big spot because he's always pinch hit for it when a big spot comes around, but maybe like a middle innings three-run home run to give them a lead. And everyone will say, oh, that's why he pulled, that's why he's here, that's why he plays. But yeah, if you give someone who has major league ability or even fringe or borderline major league ability countless chances, at some point they're going to come through. Glaber Torres was awesome three years ago and and four years ago. That was a long time ago. I'd love for him to get back to that. I would love for it. He had everything going for him to be the face of this franchise for 10 to 15 years. Middle of the order presence, middle infielder, young superstar, you know, two-time all-star his first two years. He had everything going for him. And he blew it, and now he has to regain it. And that would be great if he does. If he does, I'll be the first to praise him. But just driving in three runs against the Blue Jays on a Monday night in May, you got to do a lot more than that. And for as hot as he was in Kansas City in the first two games and now here, he's still hitting 239. He still has a 722 OPS. His on-base is still below 300. It's not like he's, you know, has a 950 OPS and has been tearing the cover off the ball and proving that 20 and 21 uh, were, you know, blips in what will be a, a long, strong career. That's not what it's been. He's been inconsistent, which is what he's been the last two years. So great for Glaber. I'm happy that he had that game. I want him to have those games. I don't want to have to, you know, knock Glaber Torres. I want him to be great. I want the Yankees to be great. I want them to win the World Series. That's that's why I do this, because I, the Yankees are my team, and I want them to win. I'm not sitting here hoping Glaber strikes out every fucking at-bat, hoping that he, you know, tries to pull every ball 500 feet and instead grounds out to shore. That's not what I'm hoping for. So... Great performance by him. He gives the Yankees a 2-0 lead in the fourth. Montgomery gives it right back in a very rocky fourth for him. Seven batters came to the plate, uh, gave up the lead 2-2 now in the fifth. Holds him scoreless in the fifth. And then in the sixth, it's still 2-2. And Bo Bichette's coming up. Bo Bichette had doubled his last at-bat. Here he is seeing Montgomery for the third time. Hits a first pitch, line drive single. And the thing about Boone is Jonathan Loisaga was ready to go. He's ready for the middle of the order. He's ready for to see Bichette and Guerrero and Gurriel. He's ready. He's standing there. He's ready. He's not even throwing any more warm-up pitches. Why are you trying to steal outs with Jordan Montgomery? I get it. He was at 64 pitches before the Bichette single. He finished the game with 65. You're trying to stretch him out. You're trying to get his work in. This isn't the time nor the place for that. These games against the Blue Jays are essentially postseason games. They need to be treated as such because these games are going to be the difference in potentially winning the division, getting the buy the LDS, or having to go on the road for a best of three, or potentially missing the playoffs altogether. 
These are big fucking games, and you can't be fucking around letting Jordan Montgomery go out there for the sixth inning when the guy you need to come in is already ready. There's no stealing outs. Stop doing that. Stop. He did it again later in the game with Miguel Castro. Clay Holmes was ready. He let the Castro see a second guy, puts two on in, in uh, the seventh there. Could have fucked the game over. Thankfully, Clay Holmes is awesome. He's great at his job, and he got them out of it. But Boone, stop stealing outs. I know it's a big problem of yours. I know it's maybe your biggest flaw as a manager, but you would think in year fucking five here, we would be past that. We'd be past trying to steal outs. The bullpen is too good. It's too deep. It's too elite to be stealing fucking outs here. Not against the Blue Jays. Not when you have a lead. These games are too big. They're too fucking important to be out there trying to steal outs. And luckily for Boone, it worked out because Wiseka came in. Yeah, he walked Guerrero, but then he got out of it. Uh, he let Castro go too long, but then he got Clay Holmes to get out of it. Um, and then eventually the Yankees score off Yimmy Garcia, who Michael Kay talked about how the Blue Jays love Yimmy Garcia on the broadcast, saying they think of him as a second closer behind Romano. If if the Blue Jays really think Yimmy Garcia is like a second closer to Romano, then the Yankees can fucking just get a red carpet right to the uh, by the ALDS because they'll win the division with ease if the Blue Jays trust Yimmy Garcia that much. My wife, who is a Dodgers fan, uh, you know, over these last 10 years, I've watched a lot of Dodgers baseball. I watched nearly every Yimmy Garcia Dodgers appearance. He's fucking terrible. Watched him on the White Sox last year in the postseason against the Astros. Destroy the White Sox season. Yimmy Garcia is not good. He's not. And if the Yankees didn't score in that inning against him, it would have been a fucking disaster. But they did, and they ended up winning the game. And hopefully the Blue Jays keep going to him because he's not good. He's not. And the Yankees, the last three outs went to Chad Green, um, he, who pitches a perfect one, two, three inning, two strikeouts. That was, we talk about Glaber Torres looking the best he's looked since the 2019 ALCS. That's the best Chad Green's looked in a long fucking time. I don't know any Yankees fan who felt, you know, that confident about him. Even though he was facing the bottom of the order, you still don't feel great about Chad Green in a huge spot, given what he's done between last year and early this year, blowing either leads or tie games, giving up go-ahead home runs. He was fucking awesome. And the bullpen was great. Four scoreless from them, three hits, no runs, two walks, four Ks, another outstanding performance from the best bullpen in baseball. And like I've said a few times now, I think the best bullpen ever created. Because there's not a guy that goes in that you don't feel great about. You think about the Yankees got four scoreless, shut down the Blue Jays with their bullpen. And you didn't see Araldis Chapman. You didn't see Michael King. You didn't see Lucas Licky, Wandy Peralta. You just they just have arm after arm after fucking arm that comes out and you trust them. You do. And imagine if Zach Britton was here and healthy. So the Yankees, big time fucking performance there, big time win. To look at the standings and you see W ten on the streak, that's fucking beautiful. You don't see that often. You don't. And when you do, you gotta cherish it because it's that special. And this team is off to a special start here. The Yankees have been so bad in, in April and early May for the last few years. To see them get off to this kind of run here, I tell you what, that, that over 92 wins uh, futures wager I have, is, is it's going to be tough to lose that with this, type of, with this type of run here. I mean, they basically just have to play, I think it's like 10 or 11 games over 500 the rest of the way now because they've separated themselves that much. Yeah, to get to 92, they're, they'd have to finish 11 games over 500 the rest of the way. They have set themselves up nicely. They have done a fucking great job. Yes, I will still find things to, you want to say, complain about. I don't consider it complaining. I don't consider it whining. I consider it 
um, you know, looking out for the Yankees. I, I, I'm not here to complain and whine. Yes, the team's been great, but it's also May 3rd. They're in first place. I want them to be in first place on October 3rd. So the things that I talk about, you might think it's negativity. It's not. It's being a realist. It's trying to optimize every advantage this team can get over their opponent. That's why it led to me crushing Glaber about the fact that Donaldson was once again the DH. So they could get Glaber in at second and move Donaldson to DH and LeMahieu to third. And, you know, at some point, Josh Donaldson needs to play third base consistently. <laughs> He's played it in half the games. He's here to play third base. He's making $48 million between this year and next year to play third base, not to clog up the DH spot. And yes, it's worked out lately because Gallo's been hurt, but Gallo's not on the IL. So they think it's a day-to-day thing. You might see him on Tuesday night. I hope you would against the righty of Manoa. And and then what do you do? Someone's got to sit. And if Torres, you think he's going well, then you sit Hicks. But the problem is you got the righty going. Hicks, can, Hicks is a switch hitter. So now you're looking at sitting, you know, LeMahieu or Torres or Judge or Stanton and you know how could you sit LeMahieu Judge or Stanton LeMahieu and Judge and Rizzo have been the Yankees offense to think this team is 17 and 6 they've won 10 straight they've won 12 out of 13 and Giancarlo Stanton hasn't hit since the first two games of the year really he has a 7-12 OPS Donaldson at 696 OPS Hicks 693 Torres as hot as he's been he just got over 700 it's been a three-man offense, pretty much. It's been LeMahieu, it's been Judge, it's been Rizzo. And then every once in a while, someone sprinkles in a performance, whether it's Kiner Falefa, um, you know, a few weeks ago. Hicks had a couple nice games. You have Torres on Monday night. And you're just still waiting for some of these big bats, like Stanton and Donaldson and Gallo to come around. Pretty fucking impressive to be in this kind of spot. And you could make the case that really only one-third of the lineup has clicked. Pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good. And so I didn't expect them to go to Toronto and you know, sweep the Blue Jays and keep this whole thing going, but they, they have a chance now. The problem is Manoa is going on Tuesday night, and he has just been unbelievable against the Yankees. As good as anyone has been against these Yankees over the last five, six years, uh, he just shuts them down. He did it in his major league debut last year. He did it again earlier this season, and you can't feel good about their chances, especially with Jameis Tyone going, who's, to me, the least trustworthy starter of, of the group. Uh, for the Yankees and the Blue Jays have good numbers off him and the Yankees have abysmal numbers off Manoa so you hope that Tyone could just keep them in the game you know the bullpen's going to put up zeros and uh, yeah you hope it's probably going to be another close game it's unless Tyone's given up you know two and three run shots it's going to be a tight game the all the Yankees Blue Jays games this season have been tight last night's was tight again Um, the first series was tight so that's what you expect with these two teams is postseason like games it's hard to score runs in those games Hard to score runs against Alec Manoa. Uh, so winning that game on Monday is so fucking big. So big. Had to have that one. Couldn't it be 0-1 here looking at Manoa going down 0-2 and losing a series to the Blue Jays? Got to keep it going here. And now that they have this and they have Kikuchi on Wednesday, lefty against this Yankees right-handed heavy lineup uh, with Cortez going, who shut the Blue Jays down the first time they saw them in April. The Yankees have a really good chance to win this series now. Go to Toronto and win this series, get an off day Thursday, back home against the Rangers who suck this weekend. Fucking, <laughs> that's nice. That is set up nice. Uh, so that'll do it for today. Yankees-Blue Jays at it again. Second game of the three-game series on Tuesday night in Toronto. Tyone against Manoa. I will be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.